The ringing in your ear subsides as you begin to realize what has just occurred. Alturel is gone. Only a giant hole where the city once stood. The stench of sulfur is strong in the air. Broken and smashed bodies lie strewn around the hollow cavity. Citizens who were close enough to the edge to jump to their deaths. Everything is in total chaos. All the surrounding buildings are ablaze, and giant pieces of earth that fell from the city lie smashed on the ground. People are running this way and that. People jump onto carriages and wagons, fleeing the area. Rhea turns to Rose, Awambasa, Cantus, and Bryn. We must protect what is left of our people. Perhaps there are more Hellriders that were not in the city when it perished. I will search for them. But people have already begun fleeing and they need protection. Rose is so stunned by the loss of El Terrell that she falls to her knees. Rhea steps toward her. That's an order, Ryder. Recall the creed. Tears begin streaming down Rhea's eyes. When you arrive, tell them what happened here. Tell them that El Terrell is destroyed. The El Terrellian leadership and Duke Gravengard along with it. With Duke Gravengard gone, we cannot say who we can trust in Baldur's Gate. That decision must fall on you. Rose, still lying on the ground, is lifted to her feet by Rhea. You are a Hellrider. Act like it. Do you not think that our forebearers were fear-stricken as they plunged into Hell on the morning of the ride? Of course they were. Now is the time to use your fear. Let it make your hearing keen, your eyesight sharp, and your strikes true. There will be a day when the light snuffed from the flame of Alanthus. There will be a day when the maps and scrolls of Yael crumbled to dust. There will be a day when the blade of Halramon dulls. And there will be a day when the last of the Hellriders fall and true, complete darkness envelop us all. But today is not that day. We have each other, and we recall the creed. Now quickly, go. It is many days' journey to Baldur's Gate. Lead our people to safety. They need you. Waste no time. Rhea runs into one of the burning farmhouses and seconds later comes flying out atop a horse. She gallops into the fray. We will meet again, she yells. You have my word. Rose, Awimbasa, Cantus, and Bryn rush towards the line of wagons and people on foot fleeing the area and jump onto one of the wagons. The cart is driven by two middle-aged dwarves, and there is a human boy of about five years sitting atop some hay. The boy appears to have a rather severe leg injury. Rose and Awambasa tend to the child as Cantus jumps up to ride with the dwarven couple. The dwarves introduce themselves, Man and Justine Sprick, and explain to Cantus that they found the boy at the edge of the crater with a broken leg. They figure he had been thrown from the city as it ascended, so they scooped him up. Rose resets the child's leg, causing him to fall unconscious, but it seems the injury will heal. The group rests in the cart as they realize the size of this refugee caravan. Thousands of people from Eltergard flee towards Baldur's Gate. Dawn comes and there is a cracking of wood from the cart ahead. The driver exits and comes around to the left side of his wagon to find that his axle has broken. But he is wearing the robes of a Hellrider. Not all have perished. He wishes to speak with Rose and Awambasa in private. 
The group suggests to the Hellrider Aldo and his squire, Shorey, that they add their belongings to the Sprick wagon and ride their horse so the pace might be maintained. The caravan rides on until dark when Aldo, at the head of the caravan, circles back and says he sees a spot for them to stop for the night, a protected grove alongside the river. And the group, which includes three wagons and 15 or so people, begins to set camp. Justine Sprick makes a fire and begins to make dinner. Off in the distance from the other side of the river comes a galloping. A woman atop a horse rides into camp screaming for help as she is attacked by ravens. Rose, still shell-shocked from the destruction of El Terrell, is momentarily frozen. Ewimbasa and Bryn spring into action and rush towards the woman who has just fallen from her horse. They realize that this woman is pregnant and has been knocked unconscious from the fall as the ravens continue swooping down to attack. Ewimbasa is attacked and discerns that from the pain, these are no normal ravens. The wound stings as if a hot needle were stabbed beneath her skin. The first of the ravens appears to be taken down, but once it falls to the ground, it begins convulsing and rises into the air. Bones snapping and flesh curling, it transforms into a hideous, red-skinned, small devil with leathery wings. The others, perhaps realizing their cover is blown, also transform, and the battle continues. The three imps were eventually defeated. Cantus once again confirms to himself that this is the great evil that he has been searching for. Rose pulls herself together, and along with Bryn, lift the woman who introduces herself as Elizabeth to the safety of the campfire, where she begins to give birth. The labor is long, but with Rose comforting the woman and Bryn delivering the baby, they make it through. The baby is delivered, and the woman lies dying on the ground. Rose and Cantus, not to be outshined by death, use their holy magics to breathe life back into the woman. The woman asks that Bryn name the child as her husband, a Hellrider is now dead. Bryn, in the spur of the moment, decides on the name Alejandro. Bryn swiftly begins organizing the camp so that it accommodates the care of Elizabeth and the child. As the night winds down, the group walks to the edge of camp to examine the ashes of the destroyed imps. Ewambasa recognizes these as fiends, imps capable of disguising their form in the likeness of small animals. Elizabeth explains that the ravens followed her and her husband from Baldur's Gate as they traveled to Elturel to be with her family for the birth of the child. They were attacked by the ravens two days ago. They killed her husband, leaving just enough time for her to escape and hide, but they eventually found Elizabeth and chased her to the camp. Night passes with no event, and the caravan returned to the road to continue to Baldur's Gate, now with Elizabeth and Alejandro in tow. The afternoon rolled on when Aldo, riding his horse at the head of the caravan, came upon a woman sitting cross-legged atop a rock. Aldo stops momentarily. The woman opens her eyes as blood streaks down her face, dripping from the corners of her eyes. She whispers something under her breath. Aldo falls from his horse, all the blood seemingly drained from his body. Shriveled and gaunt, Aldo is dead, and the woman steps from the rock and faces the rest of the caravan. A rustling in the bushes alerts you, 
that she is not alone.